on that day, I was acting cool, cuz. Nigga, what's up, my gang? Who are you, cuz? I don't fuck with you, cuz. You disrespecting me. I don't fuck with you, cuz. You disrespecting me. I go hard, cuz. Take off my flag, ask me how gangster I was. I go hard, cuz. Hey, you guys. I hope you guys are doing good. Give me just a second here. You know, this music likes to play. Oh, it's been a long, I don't know, what is it? 24 hours here. Um, I hope you guys can see and hear me. I'm pulling up on my screens here. Okay, good, you guys can see and hear me. I hope you guys are doing good. It's It's been a long, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. It's been crazy. Um, if you guys have been following my Instagram and everything, I've been trying to keep abreast and, and keep you guys in the loop. Um, Instagram, again, has been silencing me, so I can't go live. They were pulling down my videos that I was taking out in Brooklyn Center. So I ended up just telling y'all my secret you know, page that I've had for like a year. I have a backup page. So I had everybody just go join the backup page. Um, so it's been crazy. Hey, you guys. I'm glad y'all are here. So a lot of people have been hitting me up just because I am in the Twin Cities and it has been nuts. The last live stream I did, I told you guys, the city is crazy right now. It's like a powder keg waiting to blow. Everybody here just feels like we're on pins and needles because of the whole George Floyd situation, the trial that's going on right now with Derek Chauvin. Um, it's It's been a lot. So... And my, my sleep pattern has been so off just with the staging and trying to move. My kids are here. I'm here. It's, we're just, we've been kind of all over the city. So I dropped my youngest off. He was in South Minneapolis with his grandmother. So that's where he stayed the weekend. Their dad lives in Brooklyn Center. So he came and got him and took him to go get his hair cut Saturday. So he was in Brooklyn Center Saturday. Um... I was taking a nap Sunday. I just finally crashed. I went to sleep and my brother was texting me. I was sleeping. He caught my phone and he was like, get up. He's like, there's been another killing in Brooklyn Center. So, of course, that scares me because we got family in Brooklyn Center, cousins, all that stuff on, on their dad's side. And so I get up. I'm watching Georgia's live stream and I'm seeing like just all this protesting that a, a young man was shot. And we really didn't know what was going on at the time. It wasn't a lot of details. Then we saw the mother come out and speak. And they were saying that he got pulled over because of an air freshener, um, you know, and then he just got shot. So as I'm getting phone calls, I'm talking to people in the city. People's live streams are getting cut off. Facebook is censoring people. They're not able to upload. So it's getting nuts. I'm packing because we had already been, we're trying to leave. Like we're, we're already leaving. That was the plan. So I'm packing my suitcase, getting ready to, you know, get ready for, to leave. And um, my homegirl calls me and I'm seeing, I'm getting a bunch of text messages coming through and they're like, they started looting. And I was telling my brother that earlier, like, it's about to go down tonight. They're going to start fucking shit up. I said, the city's already on pins and needles. We have another police shooting. Wait till it gets dark. And sure enough, they went to the Brooklyn Center shopping mall and they tow stuff up. And shout out to my ride or die, my homegirl, Alina, because 
whenever she calls me and I'm like, let's go, let's go see what's going down. It's like, she's down. And we went straight over to Brooklyn center just to see, you know, what was up. And they were out there running amok. Y'all saw the video that I was posting on Instagram. Um, I had to post the rest of the video on my other page. But they were running amok, breaking into the Foot Locker, the T-Mobile store. Target got raided. I'm not raided, but rioted. Um, Walmart. I mean, and that's the part that's just so frustrating. Because, again, you have agents of chaos in every situation. You know, the looting is people taking advantage of the situation. Y'all aren't looting on behalf of this 20-year-old man. Y'all are looting just to go get some free shit. Like, let, let's keep that real. You know, it, it's just, it's it's not a good look. Because, again, it takes away from the seriousness of the situation. It takes away from the legitimate protesters that was there really protesting what was going on. But I knew it was going to get crazy just for the fact that folks was jumping on police cars. I mean, they started really, really wilding out. So then by the time we got to Brooklyn Center, we got out there about like 1130. You know, we're just going, you know, down Brooklyn Boulevard and it's just a mess. And like I said, our family doesn't live too far from that area. And it's just a mess. People are everywhere. People are driving crazy, hanging out of cars. I I felt like I was reliving everything that happened over South. It was like a South Side 2.0. You know, I just feel like I already have PTSD from everything I witnessed over South last summer. You know, we were down there when the fires broke out. It's like the whole city was literally on Lake Street. You know, the whole city was literally down there. You know, it's like my kids and their friends were down there. My friend's daughter was down there. We're trying to find our kids. It was just crazy last summer. And then it was like it was happening again. And so the, the police station also got shot up from what I heard. Um, it was just a lot of craziness. When we were driving back, um, leaving Brooklyn Center, it was like so many undercover cars. Like literally we would be having... There'd be a car behind us. And then all of a sudden they would turn on. The, it, would, it was like a regular pickup, like a regular Ford pickup or like a Chevy pickup, just a regular pickup with a flatbed. And then they would follow behind us. And then all of a sudden they would turn on their police lights and just go flying doing 90. One time. OK, it happened five times. It happened twice when we we're leaving Brooklyn Center. It happened once we got to Brooklyn Park. It happened by the time we got to Shoreview. And then we got on 36 going past the east side. It happened again. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Then we saw tanks. Um, the National Guard has been here. They've been trying to keep it hush-hush. But the National Guard had been here. When we were leaving, we saw uh, the National Guard and some of their armored tanks like parked at the high school, at the Brooklyn Center High School. So they are like really preparing you know, there's something amiss right now in the city. And it, 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 it just really hurts, like everything that's going on. So for y'all who are not up to speed, let me go ahead and play you guys the news clip. Like I said, some of the, the video that I caught yesterday is on my, um, other, uh, on my other Instagram page. So let me go ahead and play y'all the clip real quick of just some of the stuff that went down with the police. Um, with the Dante situation. So give me just a second. But yeah, they, they've deployed the National Guard. We're on curfew. My son just called me. Um, they sent an alert to everybody's phone. So we cannot leave the house past seven. All of the stores are shut down. There's only two targets right now open in the cities. 
um, and they're in the suburbs, um, only two. So they're shutting down the grocery stores, everything. So once again, we're back under martial law. So it's, it's crazy. Everything that's been going on like the past 24 hours. So let me go ahead and show y'all this really quick. Give me just a second. We begin though this morning with the developing situation in the Minneapolis suburb of Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. Overnight protests erupted in the area after an officer-involved shooting. Police shot a young black man who then died. City officials say they are mobilizing the Minnesota National Guard at the request of local authorities. The shooting happened during a traffic stop Sunday afternoon a few miles outside of Minneapolis. This comes against the backdrop of the trial of ex-officer Derek Chauvin, which is now entering week three. Chauvin is accused of killing George Floyd last year, a death that also sparked protests. Let's get right to NBC News correspondent Shaquille Brewster in Minneapolis. So Shaq, let's start with that officer-involved shooting in Brooklyn Center. What do we know about what happened and how are the community and the police there responding? Well, Joe, good morning. Uh, police say they were expecting a traffic stop yesterday at around 2 p.m. They say that when they approached the driver, they realized the driver had an outstanding warrant and he tried to get back in the car at some point. And that's when they say one of the officers involved fired his weapon, hitting the driver of that vehicle. Uh, demonstrators on scene, the family says the name of that person is 20-year-old. His name is Dante Wright. Uh, you saw immediate backlash, immediate protests at the scene uh, last night and some reports of looting and demonstrations last night. Uh, according to one report, about 20 businesses uh, got looted last night. You saw the mayor and the governor uh, respond overnight. Look at this tweet from the governor. He says that he's monitoring the situation in Brooklyn Center, which, as I mentioned, is about just about 15 minutes from where I'm standing right now outside of the courthouse. The, Governor says that he's monitoring the situation, his wife, and he are praying for Dante Wright's family as the state mourns another life of a black man taken by law enforcement. We also know the Bureau of Criminal Apprehension is also involved in this investigation. Uh, another tense situation as, of course, the trial of Derek Chauvin is underway. And you mentioned we know Dante Wright's name because his family spoke out near the scene yesterday. What are they saying about what happened? Well, his mom was uh, distraught. Uh, she was there in the moments after his death as protesters and demonstrators were gathering. She says that she got a call from him uh, that afternoon saying that she, he just got pulled over because of some air fresheners that he had uh, in the rearview mirror. Uh, they, she says that uh, on the phone call, he asked for the registration information because this was a car that she just gave to him about two weeks ago. And she said that's when she heard uh, an officer say stop running randomly and then she said the uh, phone call ended shortly thereafter so okay let me come back on this screen okay so that's to get everybody up to speed let me go ahead and read some of these super chats here um theana tenopin says hey i can't believe it's been five years since i followed your channel loving what you do 100 thank you so much um, Selena sent 2049 says, love you T love you too. Thank you. Um, Andrea sent 1499. She says, I'm curious how you feel about people like Sean King saying that they should tear the city up. If the verdict isn't guilty, we're going to talk about that in a minute because I'm over a lot of this whole, this black lives matter, um, inf I'm gonna call it the Black Lives Matter infiltration movement because this is not what the initial movement was about, you know. And whoever gets offended by that can kiss my ass, okay? 
I'm not a fan of none of these people because it's a bunch of bullshit. It's a bunch of people who are not in the fray, who don't, they're not from the community. They don't have to deal with the things that are going on in the community. They don't have to deal with the fires and the businesses and the looting from the comfort of Twitter. So for him to say that is irresponsible. We're going to come back to that in a minute when I do address the Black Lives Matter situation. Um, now, let me show y'all the video of Dante's mother. This is the one I have posted on my other uh, channel, on my other Instagram, which is Lovely TTV. And so this is this was the information that she had yesterday. Of course, more information has come out. But I'm going to go ahead and play you guys her video really quick here. So this is the new Instagram page. And don't come on there trolling because you'll get blocked on that page, too. Just so we May I ask how old he is? 40 years old. Okay, so y'all heard what his mother said. This is Dante right here. Um, he was a teen father. His baby was about, he's going to be two in July. So um, I'm also hearing that possibly the baby was in the car. I'm not sure, but I know they said the girlfriend was in the car. So this is really taking a toll on a lot of people, like just mentally, because again, we had to deal with everything with George Floyd last summer. Now, when I talked to my oldest son, y'all know I have a 20-year-old son. So this definitely hits home. Their father, that is the city where their father is, all, you know, where he stays. So they're always over there, you know, and he was supposed to be going over there this weekend, but he had to work. So the youngest one was over there with them. He didn't end up going because he had to work. And so he talked to his dad and he said, you know, his dad was taking it very, very, like just very emotional because my ex watched it play out. It literally happened. Like he could see it from where he, where he stays. So he said that he saw the car, he saw Dante being pulled over. He saw the police and he ran in the house to go get something and he said by the time he came back out, he seen the white car just flying and he saw the accident. So this was in front of a lot of people. It was just really crazy. It was in broad daylight and that's a pretty busy area. So he was one of the ones who kind of saw everything go down. So it's really affecting him because, again, it could have been our child, you know, our 20 year old pulled over for something as simple as that. So. When I tell you this shit like really hits home, it really hits home. This is not, for me, this is not the internet. You get what I'm saying? This is not Twitter. This is not a hashtag. Like this is really our fucking life, you know? So it's, it's, it's frustrating. And um, so more information has come out. The video has come out um, showing what all happened. And I, I have a lot of mixed reactions to the video. And I'm going to be very honest when I talk about what I witnessed in this video. So let me go ahead and play the video for you guys really quick here. Um, give me just a second. This was just released today about, hell, I took a nap. So probably like at two o'clock is when I posted it.
time, please. As you can hear, the officer, while struggling with Mr. Wright, shouts, Taser, Taser, several times. That is part of the officer's training prior to deploying a Taser, which is a less lethal device. That is done to make her partners aware, as well as the subject, that a Taser deployment will be imminent. During this encounter, however, the officer drew their handgun instead of their Taser. For informational purposes, we train with our handguns on our dominant side and our taser on our weak side. So if you're right-handed, you carry your firearm on your right side and you carry your taser on the left. This is done purposefully and is trained. As I watch the video and listen to the officer's commands, it is my belief that the officer had the intention to deploy their taser, but instead shot Mr. Wright with a single bullet. This appears to me, from what I viewed, and the officer's reaction to distress immediately after that this was an accidental discharge that resulted in the tragic death of Mr. Wright. I've asked the BCA to conduct an independent investigation into the shooting and death. Once they are completed, I expect they will submit their findings, independent of me, to the appropriate authorities, the appropriate attorneys that will, that will look and review this case. I'm also stressing that I do hope for the community to be patient and allow this investigation criminal investigation to be completed as thoroughly as possible. I believe Mr. Wright deserves this, as do all involved. The officer is currently on administrative leave. Make a short comment about what happened last night to our community, a community that I've been a part of for 27 years. I've seen some of the, road, the worst damage to this city I've ever seen in those years. Again, peaceful protesting, expressing yourself, we fully support that. But the ravaging of our businesses, the looting of our stores, the destruction to our pharmacies, we cannot tolerate that. I'm hoping that the community will have this level of transparency and know that this is being investigated by the correct authorities, which is the BCA. Unfortunately, they're not here today, but they are handling the investigation. And I have very little information besides what I've just given to you because they are handling that investigation. Mr. Mayor, do you have any comments you want to make? Okay. So you guys just watched the video. And um, it was very disturbing to watch. So as more information has come out, he was not pulled over because of air fresheners. He was pulled over because the tabs on the car were expired. So that's why he was initially pulled over. Then when they pulled him over and they were running his name, as he was, you know, calling his mom trying to get the insurance information, they found out that he had a warrant. The warrant was for weed possession, I think for like a hundred and something dollars worth of weed that he was caught with. And he had been paying on it, but he had defaulted. He had stopped paying on the ticket and it turned into a warrant. I'm going to go a little bit deeper into that. Now, in the video, it seems like it started off somewhat, I don't want to say peaceful. I don't think that's a word. But it seemed like he was following orders and listening. And then all of a sudden, when they got ready to cuff him, he like jerked and broke away and jumped in the car. Now, I'm going to say this. I see a lot of people saying that, um, you know, it shouldn't matter. White people, you know, cuss out the police and, you know, threaten the police and do all types of stuff and they walk away. 
The difference is he's not white. And I keep having to remind y'all and to keep drilling in my son's head and these kids' head, we don't have the complexion for protection, okay? You can't do the same thing as white people. You just can't. That's not an excuse for him to lose his life. There's no excuse for what the officer did. I'm not buying the whole bullshit about, oh, I accidentally grabbed my real life gun as opposed to the taser when the, even the officer that was just talking is saying that they're on two different sides. On two different sides. I've seen pictures of tasers. Yes, they do have like a butt, you know, like a gun. But if you're an, but if you're an officer and you're trained, you're going to know the difference. Why is it that when it comes to when black young black men get pulled over, they're more comfortable reaching for the gun as opposed to the taser? Because I wonder if she would have had that same reaction. Was he a white teen? Because she would have seen herself in that teen. That teen could have been her child. But because she doesn't see herself in this young, you know, man's, you know, in this young man, she was quick to grab the gun on the other side. So I'm not buying that because think about it. If I'm a nurse and I'm dispensing medicine, I, I work in a hospital and I dispense the wrong medication and you happen to die and it's my fault. That's medical neglect. I can be fired and jailed for that. So it's, it's no different in this situation. But what I will say is that we need to talk to our kids and reiterate and understand you cannot buck up. You cannot try and run from the police. You just can't do it. Granted, maybe in, in, a, in a, you know, perfect world, you might be able to, you know, run off and, 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 and slide off and, you know, do a high speed police chase and all that stuff. Or maybe they're just not in the mood and they're going to pull out a gun and shoot you. These are honest conversations that we have to have because had he just allowed them to arrest him. Okay. So now you're downtown at the Hennepin County jail over the weekend. So what you're here Monday morning with your child, but now he, he doesn't have that. And unfortunately a lot of young people, they don't think things out because he's only 20. So he didn't think it out when he decided to jerk and jump back in the car and try to peel off. If she would have just hit him with the taser, we wouldn't even be in this situation. So the bulk of the fault is her for grabbing the wrong instrument and firing it. But you got to understand when you're in a situation like that, it's a highly volatile, intensive situation. And he helped to escalate it, unfortunately, by making those quick moves, jumping in the car, which I just don't understand. He didn't have a warrant out for murder. He didn't have a warrant out for, you know, bringing in loads of cocaine. It was literally a ticket that he just had, you know, didn't pay on and turned into a warrant. Let's also talk about this. How a lot of these tickets get these young boys caught up. Don't let these tickets go. These jaywalking tickets, these weed tickets, while they seem very petty, they're there to get you in the system. Parking tickets, speeding tickets. When you get those tickets, try your hardest to pay them off and get you out the system because the second you default, it turns into a warrant and then you have a snowball effect like this situation. 
So this is what a lot of kids need to understand. That when you get these petty tickets, take care of them. Get them out the way. Because they're looking for any excuse to lock up these young black dudes. He already had expired tags, so they had legal right to pull him over because the tags were expired. But had it just been a tag situation, he probably would have been let go with just another ticket. But because of that weed situation and that turned into a warrant, that's how it escalated. So these are conversations that we have to have with our children. I know people don't like to hear them. Y'all rather hear me come on here and turn up and say, fuck the police and fuck the white man. It sounds good on the Internet. I live in reality and I'm raising sons, so I don't have time for the rah-rah Twitter shit. I, ha I can only talk to my kids about facts and things that are going on and, and ways that unfortunately they cannot behave because they're not white. They don't have that luxury of a police officer thinking twice when a white boy makes a certain move. You know, so it, it's, it's really sad. It's really sad what went down, you know, and it doesn't absolve the officer. It doesn't absolve her of her negligence. It's going to be negligent homicide. She may feel horrible for it, but that doesn't negate the fact that this young boy is dead. The whole situation is insane. And it's almost like, why not be even more extra careful just because you know how volatile it is right now up here? They got barricades on top of barricades. They had the first round of barricades around downtown and, and different, you know, courthouses and, and different sacred buildings. Then a week ago, they put a second round. So I got to ask myself, when they're adding all this extra barricade and the National Guard has been here low key for weeks, are we going to get a guilty verdict? Who knows? But then you have mofos like Sean King and Tamika and, and, and my son and all these Black Lives Matter people hyping stuff up. If we don't get a verdict, burn the city down. If we don't get what we want, do this and do that. But not understand that there's real people in this city that are really scared right now. The city is suffering PTSD. I hope the court system does the right thing and locks up Derek Chauvin. But in the event they don't, no, don't burn down our city. It's just, it's, it's been a horrible, it's just, it's just been horrible up here like the past few weeks and 24 hours. It's just been really bad and just super draining. Um, let me go ahead and read some of these comments here. It's just crazy. Simply Irresistible says they love to mistakenly fear for their lives, but I've taken police exams. You cannot fear for your life and be eligible to be an officer. Yeah, I mean, it, but see, the problem is, too, let's also understand with the whole defund the police situation, a lot of these, this is what people don't want to talk about. A lot of these more seasoned officers walked off the force. They left. They turned in their badges. It didn't just happen in the Twin Cities. It happened all over. So right now, these police, these police uh, unions and police departments they are strapped right now. They are looking for people. So because so many have left because of everything that happened with the George Floyd situation, they're literally hiring anybody. They're literally letting people on and they're lowering the quota. And they're lowering like, you know, like the, the, the exams and, and what you should have. Just so they can have enough people on the force. 
And that's what they're not ready to talk about. Even with this settlement, do y'all understand that this settlement that they gave the, the George Floyd's family for 27 million? Minneapolis didn't even have the money to cover this shit. They had to tap into like the Minnesota National Reserve money. They didn't even have the money to cover it. So right now that the city is just going through it. It's one thing after another, after another, after another. And people are tired. Yeah, they couldn't. They're, they're not even able to cover the settlement money. We're already paying for it as the taxpayers. Our tax is going to be super high, but even the city, they couldn't cover it. It's insane. Abby Israel sent five. She says they are really trying to push an agenda. I pray you and your family are staying safe. T, rest in peace to this young man. Thank you so much. I appreciate that, sis. Um, C Square says they can kiss my ass too, T. I feel you. People are over like these mush mouths, you know, social justice, internet armchair revolutionaries. People are over it. You know, they're making all this money, but the families who are losing their loved ones, they're not seeing any of it. And like I said a few streams ago, Darren Seal, he was talking about this years ago when they came through and they took over Ferguson. D-Ray wasn't from Ferguson. He was from Baltimore. But he became the face of the Ferguson movement via Black Lives Matter. I don't think Tamika or my son had ever been in Minneapolis, like I told y'all before. But they're speaking on a national stage as if they're the voice of the Twin Cities when we have legit activists here in the community who work 24 seven to make moves. And we ain't seen them back here since. Once the cameras left, they left. So I'm not impressed. You know, folks wanna call it hating and all this goofy shit. But when Tamir's Rice's mom came out and really spoke the truth about the situation and called it out, then it finally got folks to wake up. She recently got a GMC commercial, Tamika Maori. She's on the Grammy stage. So it's like, which one is it? Are y'all activists and really trying to do stuff for, for these, you know, dead fallen people that you're using their name and invoking their name to make money off of? Or is this just a fame grab? Is this just a way to get your name out there and pop in? Is this just social media attention? Because it seems like that's what it's turned into. Um, let's see here. Cindy says, uh, what do you think about celebs and mostly artists or rappers who don't speak nothing but ill, hostile, vulgar words to the ears and say they're trying to make music? We talked about that last stream. Thank you for the super chat. Um, Theodore Bethes says, T, I have been watching you for six years. You taught me a lot and helped me get through tough times. You're like the auntie I never had. Love you, T. Thank you so much. I appreciate the super chat. Um, Deborah says, you can comply or do nothing and get killed by the police. Both them, Jean, Brianna Taylor. Yeah, and that's true. So what do you suggest that we do? Yeah, you can comply and still die, but I think the chances are more heightened when you buck away from the police and jump in your car. So let, let's let's be honest. Let's not act like, you know, when certain actions are taken, they don't result in certain reactions. So really, for a lot of us, it's a win-win, win-lose situation. So, yeah, that, that is true. You can still be killed even if you comply, but your chances of dying when you don't comply are way more escalated, especially if they see that black skin. So let, let's keep that real. 
Um, let's see here. Quisha says, didn't the police department cut ties with the union? I believe so. It's been so much stuff that's gone on. It's it's insane. Um, I am Annalie says, I love your content, T sending prayers uh, to the families and hope it's not another case of the cop getting off scot-free. I hope so that it's not either, because like I said, just because it was a mistake or negligent doesn't matter. Because in any other profession, if you're negligent, let's say you run a daycare and a child dies on your watch, they drown because you're, you know, tweeting as opposed to watching the kids, you can be locked up for negligent homicide. So her reaching for the wrong thing doesn't negate it at all. So I think that's where we have to have an honest conversation. You know, like we can walk and chew gum. We can point out where, okay, he really should not have jumped back in the car, but still hold the officer accountable for her bullshit too. Cause I'm just not buying it. I, I don't understand why your hand would even be on the side with the gun. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, let's see here. S Ross says a never ending discussion. My father had the same talk with his parents than me. And now I am with my seven year old decades later. That is so sad. But those are the conversations that we have to have with our children, especially when we have boys, you know, young girls too, but especially boys. It's really sad. Um, Kendall Ray says, hey, Leo sister, I love the podcast. You keep me laughing and informed, sending you love and high vibrations. Keep the informative podcast coming. I definitely will. And thank you so much for tuning in and supporting. Um, Tracy with the T says, hey, T, this is my new channel. Can you mod me? Girl, I heard they came and took your channel. I got your text message. There you go. You're my thank you uh, for the five dollars, Tracy. Um, TJ Senfai says, hey, T, my tires were stolen back in February. I waited six hours for the police. I had to call the local precinct and the captain said they were understaffed. Yes. Thank you so much, TJ, for pointing that out. What I'm saying, I I'm not over exaggerating when I tell you these police departments are strapped. They are literally desperate right now, you know, to get officers. So they're not picking the, 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 the people who are applying are not like the cream of the crop because most of those officers walked off. So that's why I was saying to someone, everybody was like, oh, you're tripping. Uh, we need to defund the police. It sounds good on social media. All this shit sounds good on in the YouTube comment section on Twitter. But again, how do you implement it? So when those funds got cut, got cut, excuse me, and there was nothing implemented behind it besides it getting cut to shut, you know, these folks up. This is where we're at, where you're having somebody who literally just came on the job and doesn't know the difference between a gun and the taser. So, yeah, it's, it's very understaffed right now. Crime is high all over the nation. I mean, the, the, the killings here. Outside of the police stuff, because, you know, that's what gets the most attention, the racial stuff, anything with the police. That's what goes viral. That's what brings everybody out. But let's keep it real. The killings in Minnesota have just been insane, especially in North Minneapolis. North Minneapolis has just been so hot. I was talking to my homeboy the other day. It's about three o'clock in the afternoon. He lives over north. Pop, 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 pop. I'm like, damn, they shooting at three in the afternoon. He's like, yeah, I'm about to get in the house. That's how bad it's getting. They're shooting during the daytime. And you think the police came out there? No, because there's so many shootings now. They don't even, they don't even come unless the, somebody gets hit and there's a dead body. It's gotten that bad. So they are definitely understaffed.
That's why yesterday when I was watching them loot, nothing was being done. There was a bunch of police cars. They were trying to guard like the bank. They were picking different spots to try and guard, but they knew that they were going to hit that Brooklyn Center Square. They already knew that. They were in the liquor store. They were fucking shit up yesterday. But then when we rolled by a few other shopping centers, they had police already there trying to barricade it. Like folks were trying to go and do that shit at Sunray. Police was up there. So they weren't letting nobody go to Sunray. And that's on the east side. They weren't letting people go up there and go loot anything. So they had certain sections of the city. As soon as they knew it was getting crazy, they already had police there. So it's just, it's been a mess. It's been a mess up here, you know? And like I said, people want to tell you about, like, we live here. Like, you can't tell us what the fuck is going on in our city. You can't, you can't come and be the voice. You can't speak from Twitter and say, if this doesn't happen, you need to burn it down. Like, shut the fuck up, Talcum X. Don't put that seed out there. These folks are already wilding and looking for an excuse to shoot and kill and just act a fool. How about putting out the energy that I hope he gets the verdict? That's that's where the energy needs to be. Not that if we don't get the verdict, burn the city down. A lot of these folks are agents of chaos. That's why I'm just I'm just not down with all these weird activists. They come in, they get their fame and glory, then they bounce. Just like I told y'all during the summer, they sat there in front of Derek Chauvin's house in Oakdale in a residential area creating a bunch of noise and chaos, sitting on people's lawns, doing all this hooping and hollering. And I'm like, why are y'all in Oakdale? Y'all really think that man is in the house? Are y'all, are, are y'all that slow, just, just looking for attention, just trying to look like they're doing something on social media? Then it came out two days later, he been bouncing in Florida. But y'all in the residential area just causing chaos. I, I don't take none of it seriously. There are real activists here in the city and they're really trying to make a change. There are real people here who are hurt and upset by what happened. But unfortunately, because of the ones who are just opportunists and want to loot and riot and do all that goofy shit, it, it, it makes the ones who are legitimately out there protesting, they put them in the same batch as the rioters and the looters when that's not the case. You have people out there getting hit with tear gas, getting hit, you know, with rubber bullets. I mean, it got really, really lit right before, like when it started getting like dark, they was really coming at folks with tear gas and everything else. And I think because the police came in so mil militarized, that's really what they, y'all, you need to be screaming. Demilitarize the fucking police instead of defund the police. They came in super militarized, throwing gas, you know, bombs and all that shit into the crowd. And I believe, that is what agitated the crowd. I'm not saying all the, all the protesters went to loot. But I believe that that was a catalyst, the way the police came in. And then after that, they ran, you know, to go loot the center. I mean, so it's just, it's been a straight up mess. We got 10,000 people watching. Shout out to y'all. Please hit the like button. Y'all forgot to hit the like button on the last stream. If you watched the previous stream, make sure you hit the like button on that stream, too. It's free. Um, let's see here. Lorena Thomas says, T, you, you're pretty, and I love your unbiased raw commentary. Stay safe. I'm glad I've never donated to BLM. Thank you so much, sis. I really appreciate it. Thank you for coming through. 
Um, Baby Doll says, greeting from Houston, Texas. I've been watching you since the lady with 20 plus children. I agree with you 100%. Crime has skyrocketed since they defunded the police. Love you, T. Thank you. But when I was saying this, oh, I was all types of coons and shut up, you bed winch, and you don't know they need to defund. Again, you can scream to take money from a department, but you have nothing tangible to replace it. Crime has gone up everywhere. Atlanta is a shit show. How many times have I done streams on everything that's going on in Atlanta? Texas, look at all the, just, we talked about the rappers and the celebrities who got shot and, and all that stuff in Texas. We never even talked about the regular people. I remember when I went to go find more information on um, the, the young man, Mo3, who got killed on the freeway, it was a bunch of murders that happened that same weekend. It was insane in Texas. So, yes, I believe, honestly, to keep it real with y'all, y'all can call me a crazy tin hat conspiracy person. That's fine. I, I wear it proudly. I believe all of this is an agenda. All of this is a plan. They're highlighting these stories to play on people's emotions, to do foolish things like defunding the police with no implementation. They knew once they did that, crime would go up. And as crime is going up, folks are looting, folks are acting a fool. They're using this now to implement martial law. Right now, I can't leave the house. It's eight o'clock. We're under curfew like I'm a teenager. Everything is shut down. We've already had to deal with the nonsense of C-19 and dealing with those lockdowns. But I believe a lot of this stuff is being done on purpose to constantly create, you know, anxiety and stress in people. Because nobody feels safe. I feel like this is an agenda. As soon as it's a police and a black person, oh, it goes national. It goes viral. I wish all killings went as viral as these, to be honest with you. But again, it, it doesn't profit the media to just talk about regular killings of regular people. It doesn't sell papers when you say, you know, two teenagers got into a dispute and one put out a gun and killed another teenager. That's just another dead body. But when you add the police to the mix, now we have a story. It's been so many young people here who have lost their lives. So many funerals had. But it's always the select stories that go viral. Um, let's see here. Marvin D says, hey, T, looking pretty in pink. I love this color on you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Marvin. Um, Truth Seeker says, hey, T, I love your channel. Always watching and learning in Chicago. Underpaid no matter what you make on here. You continue to amaze me how knowledgeable, diverse, and funny you are, wise and entertaining. Thank you so much, sis. Thank you for coming through. I appreciate you. Um, Tequila Burke says, praying, praying, praying. I tell my son, just do what they say and I'll come get you from jail, but I can't bring you back from the dead. I pray that this will not be an issue soon. Thank you for being you. Amen. Amen. You know, like I said, it, it sounds good. I could get up here and say, hey, they shouldn't be shooting us and we, we can do backflips and, you know, start breakdancing in the middle of an arrest and cussing them out. And in, in, in a perfect world, we could. But we can't. So what you're telling your son is great. If you have to go to jail for a day or an hour, I can always come and bail you out. We can get everything sorted out. But if they shoot you, there's no sorting out. 
And that's what we have to implement in, in, in these young men. You can't just be reactionary because that could be your very last reaction. It's sad. Um, Ashley, oh, I'm sorry, Aaliyah Janice says, I want to thank you for maintaining integrity and doing your research. You did not try to be first to break the news of DMX, unlike others. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, sis. Thanks for coming through. Um, Miss Fifth says, sorry to go off topic. Do you sell tea for detoxing? Love you, tea. Thank you. Um, nope, I sell a wellness and digestion tea. Um, you can look up the reviews on Amazon, but that's really good for like stomach issues and stomach ailments. But I don't sell anything that's just going to run through your body. That's not good. <laughs> so thank you so much. Um, Queen V Elm says, love your content, T. Always come in to break shit down. Thank you so much. Thank you for the $50 super chat, sis. Um, future Dr. Coco says, allowing chaos to occur will give them an excuse to establish a police state, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030. Thank you. I'm glad you see the BS for what it is. I'm glad you see it for what it is. This whole situation goes very, very deep with the fact that we're always witnessing Black death. That is trauma. That is traumatizing. That is PTSD. It's low-key mentally submitting, you know, making you mentally be submissive. As soon as you see them, you're not supposed to question anything. You're not supposed to question authority. There's definitely an agenda being pushed. Um, MT says we need to support the true local activists and stop putting these part-time phony celebrities on a pedestal. Amen. Amen. In every city, there are black activists. There are activists who work with the city council and the mayor and the police, and they're really putting in work. Those are the people who should be supported, not the ones who just fly around. And then when you ask, well, who's paying for this? Who's paying for y'all to fly all over the damn country and stay in nice hotels and, and you know, put together the, these marches? Who, who's covering this? Because last time, you know, I heard like, you know, let's not act like my son is like this, like he's a Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a rapper, but he never had like long Jay-Z money. So at that point, you got to ask, who's funding this shit? It's crazy. So let me go ahead, because I've been talking about this for a while. Um, let me see. Was there anything else I needed to show about this situation? It's going to be very, very interesting to see where everything goes with this court case. That's the part that has me very, very concerned, because I'm trying to think, is this situation that went down yesterday with folks going wild and, and rioting and looting, is this going to play, you know, have some type of effect on the trial? You know, people were even saying things like, what if they end up moving the trial to another city because Minneapolis is so hot right now with all these racial issues? What if they use that as an excuse to move it? You know, hopefully they won't. I doubt they will. But those are real conversations that people are having here in the Twin Cities. So it's very unnerving. Um, let's see here. Saray Love says, hey, T, I love your streams. Love from the DMV. I hate this picked up the wrong weapon BS. These police, uh, these officers use hate towards brown skin. So sickening. By the way, it's pronounced Saray. Oh, okay. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm not buying that either. Because like I said, granted, him doing that escalated the situation. But my question is, why was her hand on the gun? 
as opposed to from the time the situation popped off, her hand being on the taser. Had she already had the taser pulled out, there wouldn't have been an accidental shooting. So why did she reach for that? Why did she have that pulled out first or have her hand on that first to even pull it out? I mean, those are situations where when you're trained properly, you have to think like, okay, he just escalated. Let me at least look down. Like, I understand it's a, it's a very fast-moving situation, but she wasn't alone. It wasn't like it was just her and Dante. There were other officers there. You have people who have your back, so just look down real quick and make sure that you're grabbing the right thing. After all, it's right here on your hips. Look down. Oh, okay, that's the gun. Okay, here goes the taser. All right, I'm ready. Takes two seconds. Um, Deborah Mitchell says, "Can you can... Oh, no, I'm sorry. I read that already. Um... Okay, I think I read these. Okay, here we go. Respoken by Deborah Denise, sent $55. She says, in my hometown after Mike Brown and the city burnt, the celebrities were gone. The only thing that came from the protesting was they passed the Stand Your Ground and elected Senator John Helway. If BLM, if, if when will do, hold on. If BLM, when will do better for us? Yeah, and that was a lot of the stuff that Darren Seals was saying because he was one of the community activists in Ferguson that really had boots on the ground. He had a good relationship with Mike Brown's father. And it's like once the the CNN and the news crew and the Fox News, once they all left, that's what he was complaining about. These people didn't come back and like help and help clean and 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 help, you know, really re reinvest in the community. They got their fame and their money and they bounced. And they've been doing this now you know, for years at this point. And I think people are finally waking up and people are tired of it and they're seeing through the nonsense. Let's see here. Um, Alexis Flower says, aren't tasers neon yellow? How can you mistake it for a black gun? They're not fully neon yellow, but they do have yellow on there. So again, she wasn't looking. She ready just put her hand where she wanted to have her hand and shot. Because had she actually looked at what she was doing, she would have saw that yellow and realized, oh, my God, that's not, you know, that's not a taser. That's a gun. But she wasn't adrenaline rushing and, you know, just being so hyped to, you know, be involved in something and not thinking, not thinking and actually processing. Let's see here. Fifi says one way or another, you're going to break. You're going to remember me. Number one follower here, sending love from Utah. Thanks for the breakdown and the open discussion. Thank you so much, Phoebe. Thanks for coming through, sis. Um, Judy Santan says, why did she interfere with the arrest? With the arrest after the first officer was doing it. Right. And that's the part that didn't even make sense. Because like I said, it wasn't just, I can see if it was just her and Dante. But there was literally several officers there. Like there were several officers handling the situation. So she had enough time to look down and really understand what, the you know, the type of weapon that she was pulling out. But again, because everything happened so quickly and adrenaline and rushing, she made a grave mistake. And it's and it should cost her. You know, it's no different than somebody rushing and, and you're not taking time out to read the correct label on a prescription bottle. And you give somebody the wrong prescription as a nurse. It could have took you two seconds to read the label to match everything up. It's better to check and double check and be sure than to make a mistake that can cost somebody their life. 
Um, Nino Rice says we can we only hear certain stories in the media that can produce Hollywood movies, documentaries, and shows. Like, how many more movies do we need on Big and Tupac? I agree. Thank you so much for that. Um, the Busy ninety five says, I guess I'll admit after years on your channel, I'm a conspiracy theorist. My tin hat is tingling. Also, T says, bump a pink bra. I'll wear a pink shirt. <laughs> This is all Bible prophecy. Thank you so much. Thanks for the super chat, love. Uh, let's see here. Deja Vu, Senpai, she says, we can no longer call it Black Lives Matter because it's not even about Black lives anymore. They are just using the Black community's name and it hurts. I definitely agree. I definitely agree with you, sis. Thank you for that. Monica Bermudez says, I tell my boys, if you get caught up with the police department, Ask for a lawyer and call me. Don't say anything incriminating yourself. It's sad that we have to teach our kids, but it's a reality. Exactly. It, it really is. It's a real conversation that you have to have with your children on what they need to do when situations arise with the cops, you know, and that's just the truth of the matter. So I've been on here. Oh my God. I've been on here for an hour. It don't even feel like it. I thought I've literally been on here for 30 minutes. Oh my goodness. I have to get to the next story, you guys. Um, so I wanted to talk about the mess that's going on right now with Black Lives Matter. So if you guys do not know, um, it was reported the other day that basically the co-founder of Black Lives Matter, her name is Patrice uh, Khan Kohlers, and basically she's been spending money like crazy. Now, let me say this. When I first initially heard about her buying a house, I tried to give her the benefit of the doubt because, again... California is expensive. The real estate there is expensive. So a home that costs $1.5 in California, in the Midwest, that same home is probably $300,000. Like, let's keep it real. California real estate is ridiculous. So I try to give her the benefit of the doubt. Plus, I know she's an author and she's done, you know, she's she has other streams of income. I'm not going to say that she doesn't. So I thought, well, maybe, you know, between the real estate and maybe her book sales going really well, that's where she got the money. Then it came out that she bought four homes total. So at that point, I'm like, okay, sis, I, I tried, but no. I can't co-sign the fuckery. So I don't know about y'all, but I don't know who has money just lying around where they can buy four homes. Now, let's look at these homes. These are not dilapidated homes. Oh, these are nice-ass homes. Because I thought, okay, well, maybe she bought some trap houses or something. Absolutely damn not. She bought some nice-ass property. So sis definitely has some explaining to do. So let me go ahead and play y'all this video, and I'm going to show you guys the houses that she bought. Well, actually, let me just show y'all the houses right here. Let me show y'all the houses. So this is house number one. It's a custom ranch. So that means she custom built this in Georgia. Beautiful home. That's her girlfriend here. This is her second home. This one is in California. And it's worth $800,000. It's a cute, you know, little California home. Here goes the third home. This is in South Los Angeles for $590,000. Cute little home. And then this is the, the big shebang here. <laughs> this is on Oceanside Acres. This is the mansion that she, it's like a mini mansion that she bought. So again, I, I don't see how I can, I can't co-sign that. 
that's millions of dollars worth of property. So at this point, you ain't sold that many books, sis. You ain't been on that many tours, sis, to afford not one but four luxury homes. So something's not clean in the buttermilk. So like I said, when it first came out that she bought the mini mansion, I said, okay, well, you know, maybe her book sold. Let me give her the benefit of the doubt because I never want to hate on, you know, how a black person is getting their money or how they're eating because you don't know what people do. People have multiple streams of income. So I was trying to give folks the benefit of the doubt. But when it came out that she had four in total and you bought them within a short amount of time, it's not like she bought a home three years ago, five years ago. She bought these recently. So now they're being investigated. Because again, remember, it was just leaked that they made $90 million. That is why Mike Brown's father was going off. Because he's like, I'm flying myself with my own money to these protests to, you know, to represent my son's legacy. Nobody's covering his hotel fee. Nobody's covering his plane ticket fee. And then they find out that, that you know, Black Lives Matter made $90 million. Well, why are you not covering the fees when, when y'all are asking the parents to come and speak and stand next to y'all for these photo opportunities? The least you could do is pay them, pay their, 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 their plane tickets and their hotel stay. They'll, the parents were coming out of pocket. Meanwhile, she's buying four homes. It's a mess. So now, you know, Fox News, honey, they're having a field day with this story. So let me go ahead and... um. Show y'all what Fox News had to say. You know, they couldn't wait to jump on this story, honey. Give me just a second here. I'm just going to play a bit. One of the leaders of the Black Lives Matter organization who calls herself a trained Marxist is now being called fraud after property records showed Patrice Cullors shelled out millions of dollars on four luxury homes one of them in Los Angeles's exclusive 88% white Topanga Canyon. This is the Associated Press reports Black Lives Matter took in some $90 million in donations last year. Now remember, this is the organization, the movement with people in the streets, they're not getting rained down on by cash. Now other people in the organization want an investigation into the group's finances. The head of the New York chapter of BLM org also wants a close look at Color's personal finances, saying a self-professed socialist should ask how much of their own money is going to charitable causes. Oh, this is interesting. Pete Hexer. Okay, let me go ahead and come back on the screen because you know, honey, you know when Fox News, when they bring out the panel of five, they're ready to go in. So they, they drug them. They drug them. But, you know, people are going to ask questions because it just doesn't make sense. So let me go ahead and read some more of these messages. Mary Nellum says, a gun is much heavier than a taser. Mm, that part. Yeah, the whole thing just doesn't make sense at all. Um, Ashley Foreman says, keep speaking the truth and never let them silence you. You have a voice that's meant to be heard, praying for your protection and continued growth. Bless you, Auntie. Thank you so much, and I appreciate it. The censorship on social media is sickening. It's sickening. They were literally cutting people's streams their live streams on Facebook. I had I had to upload my video on Instagram two and three times. As I'm uploading this saying, can't post, delete, start over. It was crashing. They do so much stuff to not get the information out there. And I believe 
because they're in cahoots with the media because they want to spin their own story. They want the media to get their, the media wants to get their clout. They don't like the fact like people like me and people like Georgia in Minnesota, it's a lady named Georgia. Um, there's a lot of just people who are independent media people who can go straight to the scene and, and show y'all what's going on. Because you notice it was regular people reporting and posting stuff on social media. It wasn't the, me the news media. The CNN wasn't there. Fox News, none of the local media was there. It was all people, just people out there renegade, showing y'all what was going on. It was the people that made that story viral. The news media was ignoring it, but then once it went viral and started trending all over Twitter, then they try to come, hey, you guys, I'm here, and it's morning, and I see they done broke it. Bitch, we was here last night. We, we, we caught them looting. Like, go sit your ass down. We're not checking for you this morning. We was here last night in the thick of it. Where was y'all at? So that's why they're trying to silence us because they don't like the fact that regular regular people now are the ones bringing information directly to the people where they're competition and they're not feeling it. But I'm going to keep speaking my truth. So I'm not going to let them silence me. So I appreciate that. Um, Soul Goddess 13 says, caught alive. YouTube never lets me send money. Missed the discord by two days at work sipping since 2006. Wow. Thank you so much for the super chat. I really appreciate you. Um, Cola Bear says, Hey T, I love your energy and everything you do. This is becoming very scary. Every day I just worry about my brother and other loved ones. Yeah, it's definitely PTSD. You know, again, it can happen anywhere. And the fact that this has, I mean, think about the name of our city, right? Just let me go deep real quick, esoterically. We're called the Twin Cities. Isn't it crazy that these two high profile cases? have happened in less than a year. One in 2020, and then now a, a second 20 in 2021. Both stories are viral, trending on social media. Both have to do with police brutality. Isn't that very interesting that this has happened in the Twin Cities twice? There wasn't another uh, shooting in Ferguson that went viral after Mike Brown. There wasn't another viral story that happened after Eric Garner. Isn't it interesting that in the Twin Cities, in less than a year, we've had two twinning police killing situations? I don't believe in coincidences at all. I find that very, very interesting. Um, let's see here. IIJ2009. 1985 cent 20 says her dorm, her dominant side was on her right side. She's been trained to draw from the right. Thank you so much for the super chat, sis. I appreciate it. Yeah, she definitely made a, a, a grave, grave error. Um, Tammy loves all says, love your point of view. Kata Live, does BLM really represent what us everyday folks fight for? I think at this point, no. I think at this point, They've made so much money and they've acquired so much fame from this. The, the agenda is just something totally different. It's not the same as what regular people are fighting for in the streets. So, no. But thank you for the super chat. Um, let's see here. I've got a lot of messages. Jariah uh, Houston. I'm sorry if I butchered your name. I apologize. Says, why Patrice cheating the Black Lives Matter money like a Wendy's four by four? Oh, why is she treating? Treating the Black Lives Matter money like a Wendy's four four four? She said, let me cop all of it. Yeah, she's doing the most. 
And I think, you know, now that it's been revealed that she's bought not one before houses, once they start pulling back that onion, if they cannot, you know, basically show where this money went, they may face prosecution because people really donated to support this cause. They didn't donate for you to buy four properties. That, that ain't why people sent in money. You know, so this is a this is a whole mess. Um, I am Stacy Cornbread said 999 says, I was so happy to hear Angela Staten shout you out on her live. Thanks for bringing us that tea. I didn't watch her live. What did she shout me out? Like, what did she say? Um, I don't agree with everything she says, but, you know, sometimes she does hit on some real points, you know, and I just think it's just it's a lot going on right now in this world, you know, especially like with the police and, you know, the, the constant push of, you know, these different narratives. I definitely think that there's more to the story. You know, there's a bigger agenda because, again, like I said, we're back under lockdown. Um, let's see here. Medalia Williams says BLM should be called Black Lives for Profit. They are no better than the media and the politicians that see us as a number. Wow. Thank you so much for that, sis. I appreciate you. Um, Jay Fifair 97 says much blessings, lovely lady per excellence. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming through. Luna Galaxy says, sending you love YouTube again, but I caught this one. Yeah, YouTube not sending out notifications. I'm not shocked, but I'm glad you still made your way here. I appreciate you coming through. I think we got 12,000 people watching right now. So shout out to all of y'all who are here supporting the channel. I really appreciate it. Um, Alex Wells says, I'm waiting for a lie to come out to say she was planning planning to house the homeless. Yeah, them, them, them houses look way too nice. They don't look like, you know, Come on, homeless, just come on in here. They don't look like shelter type, you know, situations. If she wanted to help the homeless or the less fortunate, she could have got, you know, apartment buildings and gave, you know, each person like their own little studio apartment or one bedroom apartment. So it's it's just insane the stuff that's coming out about that organization. Um, Boss Trizzy said, I never got my notifications, but I was checking for you and got this live. Love you and keep doing you. Thank you so much. And thank you for the super chat. I appreciate you coming through. Um, therapy queen sent a hundred dollars. Thank you. Therapy queen. Thanks for coming through. She says once again, time again, praying for you T in your city, please be safe. Thank you. We definitely will. Thank you so much. Um, Savannah Dahl says she said she funded black lives matter for years with her own income. This is the first time she was able to recoup her money, but there's no excuse for them not paying for the protesters that they schedule. Okay, so she's saying that she funded it from her own income, but I'm confused because didn't George Soros initially send them the initial money to get started? Y'all know George Soros, the billionaire. So why would she need to keep funding from her own income when a billionaire just cut you a check? That doesn't make sense. Unless she's talking about before the whole Mike Brown situation. Because once the Mike Brown situation really popped off, and people really started, you know, trending BLM and Black Lives Matter. That's when they got that donation, donation from him. So at that point, wouldn't that, you know, hefty donation, would that not have been enough to cover what are you put into the movement initially? I'm just asking for a friend. It sounds like bullshit because he funded her years ago. And on top of that, if you're trying to do something, like I understand things cost, don't get me wrong. You know, it costs to mobilize and get water and milk to pour in people's eyes. And, you know, so nothing is free. I get that. 
but be, does being reimbursed like how much did you spend over the years like i'm confused so you spent you want me to believe that she spent one point you know however million that she spent on these houses that's her reimbursement i don't i'm not buying that that's one person's reimbursement so only one person was really what about the other found the, uh, the other founder because she's just the co-founder so where's her reimbursement what about all the other people who have now joined black lives matter Where's their reimbursement? So something ain't cleaning the buttermilk. She can kind of spend it how she wants to, but people been pulling out receipts and been calling this out. But thank you for the super chat. I appreciate it, sis. Um, ST says, I am in law enforcement and the taser shouldn't even be close to your firearm on your duty belt. Mm. Thank you for the law enforcement, T. Thank you for, you know, just speaking the truth. I appreciate that. So what they're saying is that it shouldn't even be near your firearm. Meaning they're in two totally different, you know, sections of the belt. The taser is not right next to the gun. So again, even police officers are giving her the side eye. I'm Melanin Queen. Hey, sis. She says, I don't like the fact that the spokesperson for the police department said he believes that it's an accidental discharge, but then tells everyone else to just wait until they have all the facts. What the F? I definitely agree. I don't think he should believe anything. He should wait, like you said, until the facts come out. You know, just like even yesterday, I didn't want to get super hyped about it. You know, we understood what was going on, but it's like, I want to see the video. I want to see what all happened so that we can get a clear picture. Because now that more information has come out, you know, it, it gives you more of a clear picture as to what went down, as opposed to people just acting on emotion and then going out and doing something foolish. I'm Jerry Bazell uh, says, I had to find an old message. I sent you in order to find your page, only your fan page. Thank you so much. Thank you for the super chat, love. Um, Aramac says, her buying, hold on, it just disappeared. Her buying all those houses discredits black people's grievances by proxy, which makes me think BLM is a front for a larger agenda. Yeah, it, it's definitely not a good look. And I don't care how she tries to spin it. You know, like, yes, like I said, it costs money, but your reimbursement should not be four homes. Like, that's a pretty good reimbursement. I could see one home, but four, nah, something ain't clean. Um, Jorge sent 499 says, I'm sure BLM started with humble beginnings, but let me tell you, um, Ava Rice is one hell of a drug. Thank you so much for your videos, T. Keep speaking the truth. Thank you. And thank you for coming through. I appreciate it. Um, K Roxanne says they had the black woman break the story. You know, they had to make the blow a little bit softer. You know, Fox News, if they would have had white folks break that story, they'd be like, oh, it's racism. So, you know, she knows how to play her role. She couldn't wait. She made sure to have all her damn, you know, her little cold, cold people on there. So that way she can bounce ideas off of them and have them speak. I watch it all. People are like, why do you watch? I watch every news station. I, I, I owe none of them any loyalty. I don't owe CNN no loyalty. I don't owe Fox no loyalty, MSNBC. I watch them all. That's how you get fair information on what's going on just, you know, in the media in general. 
So I watched them all. Um, Philando Castile was the first high profile case that affected me like Trayvon did. That was very disturbing. Yeah, that definitely wasn't that cop. He got off. He got off. But, you know, me and my friend, we were talking yesterday. Um, and my, my friend, she's Somali. She's the one who went live with me, Marianne. We were talking yesterday about how it's so funny that when the white Australian woman was killed by the Somalian officer, Officer Noor, that trial literally, like you blinked, it was over, one. And they gave him, you know, I think he got like 12 years, 12 to, 10, 12 to 20 years, I believe. They gave him that instantly. They did that so quick. And his was an accidental shooting. He didn't mean to shoot her, not negating it. But it's very interesting that when the, when the races are reversed, quick prosecution, police thrown in jail. There was another situation. It was down south. I want to say maybe Texas. I don't know if y'all remember this, but it was a black officer. The father, the white father went on a police chase, had his child in the backseat, didn't care about the child being in the car, took the police on a high-speed chase. There ends up being a shooting. The black officer ends up killing, I think they end up killing the child, I believe. They sentenced him and locked him up instantly. But it seems like when the race is different, it just takes, you know, it, it just is either a settlement or there's no prosecution. Because it can be done. Don't get it twisted. It was in Louisiana. Okay, thank you. I knew it was down south. But it can be done. Because it was done here with the Somalian cop who killed the Australian lady. She had called the police because she saw something going on in the alley. And then she went out there to investigate. The police pulled up and he shot her by accident. He thought she was like the burglar or something. And he's locked up right now. His trial was so quick, it was crazy. He's been locked up ever since. But all these other officers, they've gotten off. Angel Star says, I expect the same treat you give a white person. I would never walk this earth if I'm different and I need to be submitted. Yeah, you can expect whatever you want to expect, sis. It sounds good, but what does that mean if that's not what they're willing to give you? We can all, you know, I expect when I go to damn uh, Walmart to get customer service because you know they wear them vests. How can I help you? And then as soon as you be like, hey, can you tell me? They walk off. Well, damn, I thought y'all was here to help. Yeah, I expect we expect all types of shit. But, you know, again, reality has shown us otherwise. So we can't keep living in la-la land. And, you know, I hope, I hope, I wish it doesn't mean anything. We have to live in reality. We can expect anything, but the reality is they're not treating us the same. And that's the conversation that we need to remember at all times, that in certain situations, you're not going to be treated fairly. I don't care if it's you getting pulled over by the cops, if it's you trying to take out a loan, you know, that's just what it is. You know, so I expect a lot of shit, but, it, you know, sometimes it don't pan out that way, unfortunately. But thank you for the super chat, love. Um, I'm just misunderstood. I like the way you spell that. Says the killings are ritual, sis. It's to harvest our energy and bring in chaos. I've been making videos about this for a while. Don't fall for it. Protect y'all's energy. Yeah, I definitely think it's 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 very ritualistic, especially. I'm not gonna say necessarily with this one, but I told you guys last year when I watched how Derek Chauvin had his knee on George Floyd's neck. And you could see the life starting to leave his body. That was a transfer of energy. It's like he was so entranced. He physically could not move. 
even as that man who did MMA and I forget his name, he was on trial, um, you know, um, talking about the situation, even if he, as he's telling him, get off of him, you can clearly see that he can't breathe. You're getting a sick joy off of this. You're, you're enjoying keeping your foot on, uh, keeping your knee on his neck. Look at him. He's not moving. It's like he was stuck in some type of demonic trance. To me, that was very esoterical. It was like a transfer of energy. And then to have that blasted globally and then to be shocked that, you know, the world went crazy. Because remember when that energy left the Twin Cities, because we're in the middle of America. So that energy went this way and that twin energy went that way. It went east and west coast. And then it just spread globally. So I, I definitely believe it was very, very esoterical. Um, let's see here. Pure Light Word says, our community needs your sensible perspective. Thanks for what you do. I love being a part of the Discord. Thank you so much. And I'm glad that you're a part of the Discord. Um, it's been a lot of just really good conversation. And I was happy that whatever I wasn't able to post on Instagram, because they were bugging, I, I was able to post it on Discord with no issues. So, you know, that that's the blessing of the Discord. So thank you so much. Taylor S. says, I always thought it was weird how Steven Jackson kept referring kept referring to George Floyd as his twin. Yep. A part of that whole twinning energy. Um, Nanania says, I can hear the hurt and genuine concern in your voice, T. Love you for all that you do. Stay safe. Sending you hugs your way, sis. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nana. I appreciate you. Uh, Darius says, I never sent a super chat before, but thank you for all you do. Stay safe, T. I definitely will. Thank you so much. So I've been on here for an hour and 18 minutes. I want to go ahead and talk about the Black Rob situation. More information has come out, and this is just really disturbing. Now, we've seen the situation where child, I don't know who it was. Somebody done woke him. Black Rob, DMX died. Say something. And like I said, when I seen the video, I was like, whoa, whoa, what the hell happened to Black Rob? You know, he was laid up. He looked like he was on his deathbed. You know, you asked him for prayers for DMX. No, brother, we're going to send you some prayers. Well, Black Rob has gotten, you know, I'm not going to say he's gotten better, but he's able to sit up and talk. And he's basically explaining his situation a lot further. And this is very disturbing because this is somebody who was on Bad Boy. Once again, the energy vampire, P. Diddy. Um, and so for Black Rob to be in this condition is sad. He said that he's had four strokes in five years, and right now he's damn near homeless. Someone who had a hit, a major hit in the early 2000s. So I want you guys to go ahead and check this out really quick. Yo, man. Yo, man. I mean, I've been dealing with this man for five years. Damn. Four strokes. Man, I don't know what to tell you, man. This shit is crazy. This shit is hard, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't got no house to live in. Except probably, man, a, a apartment, man, for me and my me and my man be trying to get together, man. I'm telling you, man, this shit is strange. It's, it's hard, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know what the people are going to do, what the people are going to say. I 
But my time on my man, I, I need some, I need some rest, man. Really, man, I need some rest, man. My my my, my side is killing me. That is just sad. All right, so y'all just saw the video of Black Rob. I mean, he looks like he's in a lot of pain. He's had several strokes. Um, it just it doesn't make any sense to me. You know, hopefully Diddy will see the video and do the right thing. But then again, you know, he didn't do the right thing with Craig Mack when Craig Mack was out here telling you know telling his what was me stories. So it's just really sad, and this is why. You know, I really agree with what Azalea Banks was saying is that there needs to be something in place for these artists. Like, there's no reason that I don't know how old Black Rob is. I'm assuming maybe he's closer to 50 or in his 50s. There's no reason that he's not, you know, in a comfortable situation. You know, so this is just proof that the industry will really just chew you up and then spit you out when they're done with it. And everything that glitters is not gold. And a lot of those contracts was just, they were just so wrong. They were just very wrong. They're very predatory. And that's what they did. And that's why I always tell a lot of these young kids who want to be in the industry, independence is the way to go. Because even if you don't ever make it to a certain level of stardom, like to be as big as like a Jay-Z or a Beyonce, at least what you have is yours. At least you have something to fall back on. You know, so it's it's just it's really sad. It's really sad what's happened to him. And um, I'm not going to say that he looks better. You know, he's sitting up and he's talking. But that hospital bed video that they posted, I'm sorry, that was very, very exploitive. You know, I thought they were really exploiting him when they did that. Like they should have just let him rest. Like that was not the time to be waking him up out his sleep. Time out. DMX. DMX had enough well wishes and prayer. At this point, we need to be praying for Black Rob because something, something is just, it's just wrong. And it's always like the bad boys. Do you notice, like, you don't really see a lot of, like, artists from Rockefeller. Like, we know Beanie Siegel, you know, he had his issues with Rockefeller. You know, he may kind of be struggling. He may not as be as financially wealthy as, like, a Jay-Z or whatever, right? But you don't really see, like, guys who were signed to Rockefeller back in the day looking like Diddy's artist. It's always bad boys. That, that's just weird to me. There was a lot of labels back in the day. But his artists just seemed to be the worst off. Meanwhile, Diddy's out here looking all young and vivacious and, you know, dancing and two-stepping and putting on dance marathons. It's a shame. Let's see here. Elle Curry says she's claiming that the homes are for those in need and the salary she is advised to take. Again, why do you need million-dollar homes to help those in need? And then why get them all around the same time? Why not start with one and make sure this is successful first? Like, that's just, you know, that's how you know that this is, like, she has money just flowing in. When you can make major purchases like that, she doesn't know if this business venture is going to work or if it's going to tank. And then this is during that the whole C-19 situation. So things are really shaky right now. The only people who are making investments like that 
our, our big businesses that like we talked about in the last stream that people are not no longer competing with other families for single family homes. You're competing against corporate entities. That's what it sounds like to me. She's talking about she's trying to help the homeless. Yeah, she can say that now that she's been caught. But what she's probably going to do is rent them out and make a pretty penny, just like these major corporations. Let's keep it real. That's been in the news for the past week now. Folks with money and major corporations buying multiple homes, not living in them, and then turning around and renting them for double the price because right now housing is needed. So I believe that's what she was trying to do. So she can spend it how she wants to, but I see through the nonsense. All of a sudden now it's for the homeless and the less for and the you know less fortunate. Well, yeah, now that people are calling you out, but the fact that she even has the cash flow from Black Lives Matter to be able to purchase four homes tells you a lot. Black Lives, Black Lives Matter is moving like a business entity and not an entity for the people. That same money, why didn't she use it and go build a community center for Tamir Rice? That same money, why didn't they use it to go rebuild the Wendy's that, you know, the folks burnt down um, when, who was the young man that got killed in the Wendy's parking lot? This has been so many deaths. I'm like mixing up the, you know, I'm forgetting the names. It's just been so many. You know, like, why not take it and go build something in these communities that were hit? So I'm, I'm just not buying it. I'm not buying it at all. Let's see here. So I'm going to be out here just a little bit longer than I'm going to get ready to go. I'm Rashard Brooks. That's his name. Rashard Brooks. It just came. It just like hit me. Rashard Brooks. That's his name. Like I said, there's been so many names. It's just, it's crazy at this point. Um, BL Sherelle. What's up, sis? She says, love you, T. Dropping in to show some love. Going to catch the playback, but we definitely got to bust it up in the DM. Stay safe, queen. Definitely. Thanks for coming through, sis. Uh, Grace uh, sent 499 says, hey, T. Love you. You're the auntie I wish I had. I will watch the playback later. I'm getting ready for Ramadan. Wish you a blessed month. That's what's up. Happy Ramadan. I know it started and it's very interesting. A lot of people in the Somali community were saying too, that it's interesting that that killing, you know, took place at the very beginning of Ramadan, you know? So it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff that's going on right now. All we can do is just pray and just stay very, very vigilant and be very, very careful out here. Um, let's see here. Quirky Circle says, man, I started following you last year. You be bringing it. You seriously deserve an award for report for the reporting that you've done praying for Minnesota. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, let's see. Jerami says, thank you for your level-headed perspective on things. I need to catch a live. Thank you for coming through. I appreciate you. JJoy3420 says, hey, T, been watching you for the longest. I appreciate what you do. You should check the show on... Amazon Prime. Okay. The show on. Okay. So the name is the show. Okay. Definitely. Thank you so much, sis. Crystal um, says, it's been a while, T. What are your thoughts on artists re-recording their masters? Wonder if bad boy artists can do what Taylor Swift just did. Um, I don't see there's anything wrong with it, especially if it's, you know, a hit song and they're not able to get the royalties off of it. Um, you know, people will buy Taylor Swift's music when she records it just because they're Swifties and they're big fans and they want to show her support. Um, and I mean, she's a huge megastar. 
But for somebody who had a one hit, are people going to rush to go rebuy the remake? Can he really remake Woe? He doesn't even sound the same. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't even think he even has like the energy to even go into the studio and remake it. So I don't see anything wrong with it. But in Black Rob's situation, I just don't think it would be possible for him. I just think Diddy just needs to do the right thing and give these folks their their royalties and their masters and, and whatever else. He's made so much money. He can afford to give them back their masters. I mean, the fact that he is holding Mace's masters until Mace is 50. I mean, that's crazy. That is crazy. So it says a lot. Um, Candy Bishop says black men don't realize their position globally. They think individualism is what's up. You rise and you fall as a group. I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree. So I've been on here an hour and 20 minutes. Well, 30 minutes, excuse me. So I want to thank you guys so much for coming through. Sorry if I missed your super chat, but thank you guys for just coming and just, you know, allow me to vent and discuss and just, you know, really talk truth about what's going on. Like we just all have to be careful out here, be, be vigilant and just understand that you can't go into situations thinking, oh, well, white people can do it. White folks can do all types of shit. Your black ass can, unfortunately. That's just the reality of things. And I think we need to remember that, you know, because like the one mother said, I'd rather go bail my son out of jail. I can't bring you back from the dead. So on that note, be safe and be careful. I'm about to get ready to, you know, fly up out of here. But um, I'll be checking in in like a day or two once I get settled where I'm going. I just I need a break from the Twin Cities. So I'm, I'm out of here. I got to go. So I'll talk to you guys later. And thank you guys so much for coming through tonight. I'll talk to you guys um, in a day or two. Bye.